I can't buy into this them being disinterested when they know they got to get the win. Hey, I can speculate the way I want to, all right? This is Swipe Right Sports. It is your sports pod hookup. I am your host, Bobby Adcock. I was one in one on my disinterested narrative for week 17. New Orleans Saints, very interested. Green Bay Packers, not so much. Will it matter either way for their postseason hopes? Eh, Probably not. That's what we're here to talk about today. Sadly, we have run out of our college football DFS slates, so no more of that. Um, If you do want to play one of those uh, one-game showdown contests uh, for true degenerates, uh, that you can do. I have done those at times, too. Um, It's kind of when I'm running out of things to do. I just go, hey, I'll just throw a lineup out there for a showdown. You pick the captain, all that nonsense. Uh, Yeah, do that. But uh, right now, we're going to do a little... uh, review of 2019 on our ATS picks with the doctor who comes in here every week. Talk that. We're going to do the wild card weekend board, all the nuggets, all the gambling angles, make our picks and try not to embarrass ourselves in the process starting now. It is wild card weekend in the NFL. We made it through the entire regular season, 17 weeks with the doctor. Every single week we brought it to you with the picks, with a lot of uh, discussion. We're back here for this playoff weekend trying to reset, recalibrate our own uh, approaches and hopefully picks as well. Doctor, how are you? Uh, Doing well, Bob. I think it's pretty fair to say that uh, wasn't our best. Uh, season, our best 17 week run, but um, I'm pretty fired up for the playoffs to start. This is what it's this is what it's all about. Next few weeks, yeah. This is I, we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, off pod, but I said, yeah, now we can just reset the narrative and say we're we're playoff experts now. So That's right. Exactly. You just gotta you just gotta uh, reframe it all and change the narrative. So let's talk about this season really quickly here, and I'll, I'll start off with me. Uh, last week in week 17, I was four and one in the power five brought my final record to 36 47 and two on the year um that is a win percentage of 43 percent. so if you went opposite you won almost 60 percent of your game so congratulations if you're <laughs> tracking it that way and a couple of highlights for myself i think you'll get a kick out of this through six weeks of the season i was 16 and 14 that was followed by four winning weeks in a row at that point would you like to hear? Would you like to hear week seven through fourteen? Please. Uh, zero winning weeks and ten and twenty-eight overall. <laughs> that's, wow, that's that's hard to do. No, it, it is it is hard to do. See, I, I actually looked at it, went back, and I was kind of just laughing. I was like, that that's actually, it's yeah, it's almost impressive. Yeah, uh, so the other way, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, kind of to finish it off here. Um, after kind of, you know, rock bottom there through seven through 14, I had two, four and one weeks to finish the year, uh, and was, I'm at now at 10 and five overall in the last three weeks. So I think I'm trending in the right direction, maybe possibly even on fire heading into the 
playoffs. That's absolute uh, fire for you. And that so that finished overall last week. I had my best week, which was ten and six uh, total, bringing me to one thirteen, one twenty two and seven on the season. Uh, that's a forty eight percent. So that's really alarming because it was not a uh, not a great overall week for you, Doctor, in the in the final <laughs> week of the season. This is the, no, this is incredible because you. So you actually finished two and three in the Power Five, bringing you thirty eight, forty two and five on the year. Um, you know, not not bad. Only four games under five hundred. Uh, not the way you want to finish, but overall okay. And then five and eleven overall. Somehow I crept up and took the lead overall. You're one eleven, one twenty four and seven. <laughs> we're gonna I was shocked. To, to we're see gonna that. have to get an audit for him on this one. I don't know. <laughs> I need to see that Excel sheet. We're going to do a lot of going on that one. Uh, I was shocked. I was, that. I was yeah, shocked I, think every, I think everybody is. <laughs> okay. No, so um, so a, few, uh, a few highlights for you. Um, so also at the six-week mark, when I was doing pretty well and I was kind of giving you a little business, um, you went 0-5 in week six, and you came on here and made some um, – you know, ridiculous comment from white man can't jump and this, this yeah. quote and this ridiculous thing about losing, not really losing or winning. I don't even remember it. It was embarrassing. And then and, uh, we're talking about maybe we were talking about maybe, you know, revoking some licenses, maybe uh, maybe calling you the nurse. I don't know. But uh, you followed up really strong with a four and one week the next uh, time out. So that was solid. And then I will say this of the 17 weeks, you had nine that were wins or pushing. So a majority of the weeks you did not lose. I think that's a positive note. That's one thing you can say positive about this. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I had, I got a good spin. That was a good spin like for, uh, for 2018. All right. So then let's talk about just the uh, last week and then the overall trends in the NFL. Uh, favorites were seven and eight in the final week, bringing them overall to 108, 138 and seven. Home road splits, home teams were 8-8 eight and eight against the spread, bringing them overall to 107, 139, and 7 on the season. Home favorites, 3-3, three and three, bringing them to 58, 93, and 5. Home dogs were 4-5, and five, bringing them 43, 48, and 2 on the year. And then uh, substantial favorites of 7 or greater were 3-2 and two in the final week of the season, bringing them overall to 31, 36, and 2. And we had one substantial uh, favorite lose outright and it was we did we did it it was the patriots and we're gonna get it do you want to save the patriot discussion for their game or do that's you, fine yeah we can we can I, share, we can save it for the game because because yeah. you're you're the one always telling me that hey they, they tell you when they're done i was like are, are they telling us okay so uh all right that was uh shocking <laughs> shocking loss so it wasn't good no uh so on the board this week we have four wildcard games three of them are home favorites one home dog who's kind of, you know, I guess call him an underdog, I guess, but a small dog there. And then uh, we have one substantial favorite of seven or greater. And I think in general, I'll, I'll see what you think, but I think this is more, than, more so than other years. I think we have really nice four games to go off of in wildcard weekend. Yeah, they're, they're okay. Um, I think the AFC is a lot more interesting than the NFC. I think the NFC one is uh, pretty straightforward. Um, AFC should be a little more interesting, I think. Okay, well, just in general, like, I would say there's at least maybe one or two, like, stinkers. Like, there's a few teams that sneak in there 
considered, you know, they're quote unquote playoff teams. We all know they're not very good. Um, so like, for example, I think last year, the Chargers Ravens game wasn't bad, but it was kind of Lamar before they had fully evolved around Lamar to uh, accommodate him. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a rough game for about three and a half quarters. And then um, who can forget in 2017, doctor, the bills Jags 10, three wildcard weekend game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was also the same uh, weekend where you had the Titans with a Marcus Mariota comeback to be the Chiefs. Not a bad game, but just kind of a, you know, Titans weren't really any good and, and just a ridiculous loss for the Chiefs. And then uh, who can also forget in 2016, the Lions going to Seattle in primetime, losing 26 to six. And they were led in rushing and receiving that game by Zach Kazenner. Um, so that was a, well, a great one. <laughs> so the first two you mentioned were more were two teams stink. The last one was more just the Lions stinking. Yeah. Um, and so this year, I think you have, you know, we'll get to them, but I think Philly is kind of one of those teams um, that maybe shouldn't be there. And I think that New Orleans-Minnesota matchup will set up where Minnesota will get exposed for being you know, not very good. Okay. Well, and, and I think also I just want to mention, too, that Lions um, – game against seattle because you know just going in right it's a game where who wants to watch this like this is on national team that was on prime time on a saturday night terrible game uh that was followed up by though um a wild card day game of connor cook versus brock osweiler earlier in the day so <laughs> that <laughs> that that was the same game of wild card weekend so i i would say in general yeah these are a little uh better so um what i want do before we get to the first one was kind of uh talk about how i laid these teams out and, and by these teams i mean i did this little exercise where i listed all of the quarterbacks in the playoffs doctor okay and you know kind of my uh my narrative when we talk about you know quarterback play and who's elite and we have these discussions about you know maybe one john matthew stafford uh, about is he you know this or that we have these long-running debates you aware of that correct i'm very aware yes and i always like to kind of put up what is around these teams and i i i actually wrote a fairly long detailed article about this on fakepigsing.com you should all go out there read this article that just talks about no matter how good or bad you know your quote-unquote elite quarterbacks are typically in the general rule is they need either or a very above of average running game and or defense paired with them in order to actually win any meaningful games or playoff games or championship level games. So that's the general rule. The exceptions are typically, you know, like AR 12 has done it a few times where he's had maybe kind of more so average teams around him. But in general, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Breeze, Roethlisberger, even TB 12. None of these guys really win playoff games unless they have a very, solid infrastructure around them, whether it's through defense or the running game. So this is what I did, doctor. I listed all the quarterbacks in the playoffs next to their names. I made four categories. First one, rushing yards per game. The second one is defensive yards per game. Third is scoring defense. So points allowed per game. And then I, I added this one in because I think you would agree that this stat is very telling uh, in terms of how efficient an offense operates, quarterback play, coaching, all that stuff. Red zone touchdown percentage. 
I just wanted to see the rank in the NFL of all these teams. And if and if you don't agree uh, that that's important stat, go ask Ohio State that because I think uh, we've all watched these national playoff semis now, and I got I got to see a lot of people running out this Ohio State thing like oh this fishy and stuff. They lost that game because they kicked two field goals I think inside the ten yard line. That's what cost yep. them that game. So that's a very important set. I, I think it it gives you a, a story about the offense. And I think these four stats together kind of just give you a general overall picture of these teams and around the quarterback. So with that said, doctor, I added the ranking of these four stats up to make kind of a composite number. So for example, if the team, if the team ranks number two in all four of these categories, their composite number would be eight. And then okay. I kind of... So equal, all equal rated. All equal yeah. rated. Okay. Correct. So, uh, it make, makes sense. It does. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you that the best ranking that come out of these 12 teams was 10. And the worst was 66 of the playoff teams. I would like you to guess what is... Which team that represents? The 10 and who represents the 66? I'll give you a hint. Both are not playing this weekend. Okay, so uh, the 10. Um, give me a second here. Uh, the 10. The Ravens is probably going to be the 10. That's correct. Dominate, they dominate in rush yards per game in their defenses. And I'm sure I'm sure the red zone percentage is pretty good. Uh, yes. And their defense is obviously good enough to make up for that. Okay. Um, that is correct. And then, all right, so there's only, okay, so then Kansas City jumps out at me. So Kansas City would be correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, there's only four teams, and you gave me that big of a hint. Well, no, so, I'm just, I, there's 12 teams. Uh, yeah, no, I know, I know they're not playing this four, week. You said four of our playing this week, so you gave me a pretty good pretty good one there. I probably would have got Baltimore, I think, on my own without the hint. I don't think I would have came over Kansas City uh, not knowing that they hadn't played. Yeah, and just to kind of rattle these off really quickly, just because um, – Baltimore, when I put this together, jumps out huge. Their rankings, rushing, one. Defensive yards, four. Defensive points, three. Red zone, two. They're, right. so, so they're top five in all of these. Um, I don't know if there's really a flaw I can point to on paper to say this is what's going to be their weakness. So uh, very impressive. And that, that composite so, ranking of 10, the next best one, to, to just show you the drop-off, the next best ranking is 30. Well, and here's here's why I'm going to question this a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming Buffalo is going to be pretty high in this. I bet they're in the top four of your ranking. I'm just going to guess. Okay. Am I right or wrong? You are correct. Yeah. Okay. And that, and I think it, they're going to lose week one. But anyway, okay. No, so I think <laughs> but I I think this is what is fascinating about kind of looking at these teams through that prism, and then. When you go up against the quarterbacks, because this is bringing to our to our first game, right? You have Houston at home minus two and a half uh, against Buffalo. And when I look at these teams outside of the quarterback and how I rank them here, but you're right. Buffalo is the number two team on this ranking. They're they're 30. Houston is the second worst at 62. So 
if I just take what's around the quarterback, I you know, a hundred times out of a hundred, I'm taking Buffalo's team and coach, by the way, um, over Houston. But I think this is this is why it gets back to well now, you, but you pair it with the quarterbacks. I'm taking Deshaun Watson a hundred times out of a hundred over Josh Allen. Right. So. So then I had it's kind of like mental gymnastics for myself. Like, what do I weigh more? And I think in this situation, without getting too much, you know, further into this game, I'm actually picking Houston minus two and a half because of how highly I think of Deshaun Watson, which I've talked about before. I'll let you kind of talk about this game. Your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, look, this should first of all this weekend should be like a holiday in Houston. They play on Wild Card Saturday. Sorry, not this weekend. This Saturday should be like a holiday in Houston. They play on this weekend almost like every year, it feels like. I think this is four of the last five. Um, yep. They are one and two in their last three. But I think they will move to uh, two and two in their last four after this weekend. Um, look, as you mentioned, there's a lot of statistical support for the for the Bills out there. Um, and you mentioned it through the, through the prism you put together. But also on the road. The Bills are 6-2, and two, and they're 6-0-2 oh, against the spread on the road. But I just think these are against inferior teams. If you look at playoff wins, uh, the Bills are one in or playoff teams. The Bills are only 1-4 straight up and 2-3 and three against the spread versus Houston, which is 3-3 three and three against playoff teams. That also includes that Week 17 loss to Tennessee where they didn't really play anybody. So, you know, they're right off the – jump but there's that probably Deshaun factor how much of a difference he really makes and puts them in positions where they're capable of beating better teams where you know obviously Josh Allen really hasn't proven um to do that so uh I'm on Houston this one um minus two and a half um I also think that their defense is well positioned against the you know, run heavy Buffalo offense um the Texans rank 13 in DVOA, um, and they are significantly better at home, only giving up four-point yards per carry versus the 5.3 on the road. So I think Houston's D being able to, to shut down that run game is going to cause a lot of problems for Buffalo, too. J.J. Watt and back? The, and Watt is back. back so so yeah. there's, there's a lot to like about Houston. Yeah, I'm just going with Deshaun. They, they lost this game last year. I think, uh, I think they'll be coming out ready to kind of – uh, responded well to that in the same spot. So uh, Houston minus two and a half is the pick for both of us. Let's get to the primetime game. I think the game that everyone is probably a little bit more uh, intrigued with here for sure. And it's New England at home minus five points to the Titans of Tennessee. Um, one of the hotter teams in the NFL to close the year. And do we want to just talk about what happened in New England last week? Okay, so so you're right. Uh, I have said they will they will tell you when they're when they're done. Um, Are, did they tell us something? No, they didn't tell us anything. Yeah, look, that's, that's unacceptable, unacceptable, and probably probably the worst loss since Cody and well, well, and we, uh, Belichick got together. We talked about it going in. He had never lost at home to he's never TB12 and uh, Belichick Brady era never lost at home. To Miami or Buffalo. Yeah, and just like everything was at stake too. Not only did they lose, like I mean, just no, right. it meant something. It meant something to them. So, uh, but here, here's my take. Here's my take for this week. Right, I, I don't think um, the loss affects anything this week. They're going to be fine. They're going to get by. 
Um, next week is the chance for them to tell us whether they're done or not. Um, okay. Because <laughs> after they win this week, they'll have to go on the road and play. Can't see. Yep, and them going on the road is a direct result of them losing a week 17. So they, you know, they need to show us um, something there. So as hot as Tennessee's been, look, the game is, you know, it's in January. I've always said wait till January. It's still in Foxborough. They still have typically the number one defense in the league uh, and the number six rush defense in the league, only allowing 97 uh, yards per game. So, you know, and lastly, back to some of the other stats about them being so good in, in Foxborough. They're still 19-2 uh, and two straight up in their last 21 home games, uh, and they've won nine straight home playoff games since 2013 and scored more than 24 points in each of those games. So, look, it's yeah. still the Patriots is a play. Okay. Um, I'd be interested to hear, I'm looking forward to hearing your take. I'm sure you're going to break down where the Patriots <laughs> stand in that in that little ranking you put together, and I'm sure they're towards the bottom. If I'm going to put them in the bottom. No, they're, they're – Oh, their defense is too good, right? That's yeah, yeah, so they're, they're ranked number one yards and scoring defense. So they're okay. – I mean, right there. So, um, but I – here, well, I, I'm giving this away kind of, but uh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, but of those of those categories that I had, those four categories, um, Tennessee ranks number one in the NFL, and the Patriots rank twenty six in one of these categories. Which one do you think that is? Uh, well, you already gave me two that it can't be. Right. Um, uh, it, it's got to be the rush yards per game. Right. It's it's red zone. So that's why I was. I think this is going to be like a trick one there. Um, <laughs> that's shocking. That's right. It couldn't have, sorry, it couldn't have been rush yards per game with Baltimore when number one. So that's why I should have ruled that out. But I knew you were going to come at me something different. That's shocking. You're right. That's shocking. That's, that's shocking. And just to give um, some context around the Patriots being the 26th ranked red zone touchdown percentage team in the NFL, I went back to yeah, since 2003. They've been in the top 10 of this category 12 of 14 seasons. The lowest they've been in that stretch is 12. I, I mean, they, wow. that's a stat that – And it, look, you know all good offenses. You can almost look at that stat and look at the rankings in that stat, and it's almost like looking at the NFL standings. Um, you, you know, good teams just do not rank low in red zone touchdown percentage. So I, I was I was shocked to see them at 26. I know it's been – pretty bad. everyone's been – Everyone's, you know, we everyone's talked about the offense and you know what the problems are, and I, I, you know, I I buy into some of it, but I don't think it's all like Brady or anything. But that was uh, that was alarming to see. So, um, yeah, look, I I think at this point right now with this offense kind of not being that high level, these might be two more even teams. If I'm getting five points, I think this will probably be a close game. I I, I lean on that side. Uh, I agree with you that the Patriots are not going to lose this game. And I, I think it's a lot more fitting where next week is the team that kind of, if anyone's going to, you know, put them in the casket, it's going to be yep. Mahomes. Uh, it, it doesn't, it, it almost doesn't seem fair if like Vrabel and Tannehill are the ones to end these guys uh, in, in Foxborough. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, uh, I think it's – you remember, remember the movie Road to Perdition? Are you familiar? I'm not very familiar with that one. Well, there's 
the scene when basically uh, Paul Newman, he knows Hanks is coming for him and has him. And he just kind of looks at him and says, you know, I'm glad it was you. And I think that's what I want for Brady next week to kind of see Mahomes at center <laughs> field after the game and say, hey, I'm glad I'm glad it was you. It can't be Tannehill and Brady to do it. So that's at le- the least we need is just it to be someone more suitable like Mahomes. So I agree. The Patriots uh, win the game, but I'm going to take the five points with the Titans. And that takes us to Sunday. And a team that you kind of mentioned that might be uh, fraudulent to a degree is the New Orleans Saints minus seven and a half against the Minnesota Vikings. And that's a pretty big number there for a playoff game. I'll let you kind of talk through this one. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to um, steal your thunder, but I'm, I'm, this is one where I'm guessing Minnesota ranks pretty pretty decent in your uh, in your ranking, but the quarterback position here is going to make a make a very big difference. Yeah. Um, so we've got the rematch of uh, the 2018. I think they coined this one the Minneapolis Miracle, where Casey uh, Keenum yep. and Stephen Diggs crazy. Um, so the problem with that is I, I think Minnesota's going to need like six of those miracles to to do anything in this game uh, to win or cover. Look, I think New Orleans offense is just way too explosive right now. They're, they're playing at a really high level. Obviously, you've got Breeze, who's uh, you know, arguably the best, and I think his by rating is the second best in the in the NFL. You've got the NFL receiving uh, wide receiver leader, Michael Thomas, throw in Kamar, uh, Murray, Cook. That offense has just got a lot of weapons. So, you know, as good as Minnesota's defense is um, I don't think they're going to be able to to slow them down a whole lot. And then, of course, we talk about uh, Cousins. I don't think the narrative is going to change for him and this Vikings team. Like they haven't beaten um, really any good teams over the course of the years. I just, I don't see that changing um, right now. Minnesota's defense you know, is is comparable. Or sorry, New Orleans defense is comparable to Minnesota's. Um, yep. And so you put that on the field, I just think the, the New Orleans offense could be too much to handle. So I definitely think they're going to win the game, and I do think they will will cover um, cover the seven and a half because as as the game gets away um, with Minnesota, that's going to put Cousins in a position to force more things, and I'm guessing that's going to lead to to more turnovers. So that's one thing New Orleans doesn't do, right? They have eight turnovers this year, which is like a new record in the NFL low. So I just. There's just not a whole lot there for Minnesota to kind of win this one out. So I'm going New Orleans. Yeah, we've talked about this all year and kind of I started out this season talking about last year. You know, Minnesota played seven teams that finished the year with a winning record last season. They were one and six in those games, the one win coming against a nine and seven Philadelphia team. This year they played five teams that finished the year with a winning record, one and four in those games in the one win coming against a 9-7 and seven Philadelphia team. So um, that's 2-10 if you're keeping track over the last two years at home. <laughs> that, and again, the thing is, it's they're not bad. They're not a bad team. They're just they're not good enough. They're not good. <laughs> right. And it's, I, you know, they, that, and you talk about it. Like, I bet they rank higher. They do. They rank as the fourth highest team in my little cute stat there. Uh, the Saints rank ninth. But again, like you said, it's just I – you have to go with it. Um, uh, Kirk doesn't win these games. Minnesota doesn't win these games. So that being said, I think they're going to do enough where they can cover seven points. They're just at the, at the end of the day, they just end up losing. So they just do, do enough, do just enough 
to lose. So uh, I'm going to take seven and a half points. Um, as I, I do think they're a good team. I just don't think they're good enough to win these games. So, And how about this one for a money line parlay, doctor? Saints and Pats? Huh? Huh? Who's going to screw that one up? I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't think it's the Saints, but uh, okay. Let's get to the last game for Wild Card Weekend. It's the Eagles at home against Seattle. Seattle's minus one and a half. Uh, which of these teams is less of a mess, Doctor? Oh well, I'm going to pick Seattle, so I'm going to say I'm going to say it's Seattle. But it's, it's clear that both are uh, are going through a lot of a lot of injuries right now. Um, yeah. So they're both pretty depleted, but um, I think you know Seattle. Because of their experience in this situation, also helps a lot to Russ and PD have done in the past. So, yeah. but I'm not scared of those guys traveling. Um, they already beat them once earlier this year, 17 to nine. Um, and then so far this year, Seattle is seven and one, um, straight up on the road. Um, so they can do, they can, they can play anywhere. Um, look, I just, I do think Philly's a little beat up. It's a big bunch. Uh, no Miles Sanders. Earth is going to be dinged up. This is, this is Carson Wentz's first playoff start, which you know is kind of weird. Not easy to, yeah, kind of weird to say, right? It is. Yeah. Um, Seattle's third in the league with 32 takeaways. Uh, Ross is 4-0 against the Eagles. So I think there's a, there's a lot there for on Seattle's side from an experienced perspective, even though I know they're dinged up with the running back position. Um, the last thing I want to mention was last season was the only time the Seahawks failed to win at least one playoff game when they when they make the playoffs under Carroll. Right. So they're pretty good at getting that first W. So uh, all those things I've said would lead you to believe that I'm going with Seattle uh, minus the one and a half, and I am. Okay. I, you know, I think a month ago, I would have said Seattle without any hesitation here. Because, um, but what kind of what's been trending lately, kind of where Philly's yeah. struggling with a lot of their offensively is where Seattle's most vulnerable. They rank in the NFL. We've talked about this all season, but. Look, now, now we're, we have our final rankings here. Defensive yards and points, Seattle ranks 25th and 22nd. And what, what was really their strength of their team is their identity was to be able to control the game with Russ and a credible running game. Well, now, like you mentioned, Chris Carson out, Rashad Penny out. They got some guy named Travis Homer from Miami running the ball. They're re-signing Marshawn Lynch off the, off the street. I mean, it's just, it, can they run the ball still? Yeah. Yeah, but are you going to bet against Ross? Are you going to do it? I, well, look here. I'll, let's all say about this game. It's a complete toss-up. I hate both sides. I don't. I have no idea. I'm not going to pretend to have some big opinion about it. But if I'm picking, I am going to pick Philly here. I think that. I think what Seattle's what they were good at now it's just it's gone, and that that competitive advantage that was the running game it's just not there anymore. And it just makes Russ have to do everything, which. He could do. Don't get me wrong. I, I would not be surprised at all to see him out there doing his little spin around, reverse, you know, route, and you know, throw the ball. Nothing's gonna surprise me with that guy. But um, yeah, I, I think those injuries were just devastating, and the defense is just, uh, it, it everyone just does whatever they want um against it. So, uh, also I will say that uh, I think Miles Sanders trending towards playing. Ertz is the guy. I think they're still looking like he might be out. Oh, I saw. Oh, so interesting. I saw the opposite today. Oh. Okay, maybe. So, uh, all right. I guess we'll see how it shakes out. I saw the opposite. I saw Ertz was was more likely to go than Sanders, but okay, see how that shakes out. All right. Well, yeah. So yeah, I think um, I'm gonna pick Philly here, 
plus the one and a half. But uh, either way, I think it's going to be. A, I think all these games, you, you can tell me this. I think every single one, you will probably not know what side you want to be on heading into the fourth quarter. That's my that's my hot take. Well, that's I just gave you the sides I want to be on. <laughs> but I want to ask you the beginning of the fourth quarter. Are you still wanting to be on that side? And I don't, I don't think Yeah, the answer is going to be yes to all four of them. For sure. Okay. okay. All right. Um, well, hey, that's that's it. Much shorter than our uh, uh, 16 game boards that we had to figure out. But uh, it was uh, it was nice. Yeah, I, mean, I was able to do that with uh, you know, with a baby from the house. I heard that a little bit. You're you might have heard that very, a couple times. That's, that's right. Yeah, you're doing – that's that's the kind of effort, that's the kind of dedication we have here. So, um, all right, man, uh, any any parting shots for your wild card weekend? Any – if hey, pick pick your favorite game. What, what's just your favorite bet? It could be an over-under. It could be the money line parlay. It could be anything. Uh, it's New Orleans minus 7.5. Okay. I'll do the, I'll do the money line parlay with uh, New England and the Saints. Someone's gonna. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't jump on me there for not saying the Patriots. I thought you would have came at me with, oh, I can't believe the Patriots is seeing them. I, I, but think, I, I think, I think deep down you're a little, you're, you're scared. <laughs> I don't feel I'm scared for for this league. I just think the New Orleans is a much easier, easier. One. I, I think that Miami game cracks something in, in your exterior. In your... I might be, I might be a little shocked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we will be back well, next week. We're going we're gonna to watch that on Saturday, correct? That, that, that's true? That's the plan. So we get to see um, we get to see Vrabel and Tannehill take down Brady and Belichick together. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll be back for the divisional round next week. Until then, see you. Doctor a little bit scared. His boyfriend, TB12, the end looks to be near. Even for the staunchest of supporters, there is nothing you can say about that loss to the Dolphins and Fitz Magic. Still, I can't completely mentally take the leap that Vrabel and Tannehill will be the ones to put the final bullet in this era of TB12 and Belichick together, reigning over the rest of the NFL. Can't be them, right? Right? We'll see. It should be a uh, fun, good matchup either way on Saturday night. And also, just uh, as I mentioned, I think a nice overall board of wild card games i think they'll all be really close highly competitive games so just a fun couple of days where we get to see the games we've been waiting for for about four months where the best teams are now playing each other when it matters most and who's going to show up and play their best football so if you're a fan it's great if you're a gambler it's great and i want to say good luck to everyone on there Bets, teasers, money line parlays, prop bets. I know those are going to be thrown out there. Um, and this is a great time of the year for those bets. So good luck to you and all that. If you're still doing DFS like me because you have a problem, uh, good luck to you there. I like Nikhil Harry if you're looking for that type of stuff. I think he's a sneaky play here in this Titans game. 
Um, so take that for what it is. And uh, we'll be back for you for the divisional round next week. Until then, this is Swipe Right Sports. It is your sports bot hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. DSR Arc, download, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff on iTunes. Uh, follow Instagram, Twitter, at Sports Pod Hookup. Thank you.